welcome to the Big Kids Book Club. A podcast about all things fictional, from middle grade to young adult. So sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of the Big Kids Book Club. My name is Marcus, I'm your host, and welcome to this week's Midweek Book Review. So, what do we do with the Midweek Book Review? Well, it's kind of what it says on the tin. It's reviewing a book in the middle of the week. Uh, We basically take five different categories to review our books. Um, Each of them is ranked out of five. Our five categories are set on plot, pacing, characters, style, and setting. What we do is we take all of them, all those scores out of five, divide it obviously by five because that's how many categories we have, and that gives us a five star or out of five rating for the book that we uh, present at the end. It's a fun, friendly, fast review that is just a little podcast just to brighten your week. So let's hopefully review a book today and then we'll see maybe it's a book that you would be interested in reading. So let's get on with today's book review. This week's review, we're going to be looking at A Place Called Perfect by Helena Duggan. The publisher is Osborne, the age range is 9 to 12. Uh, the genre is mystery, and the page count is 352. So let's engage with the plot first. So the plot is all about uh, this girl called Violet, and her and her family move to this town called Perfect. Strange little town, she's moving there because her dad's uh, like he's like an eye doctor or something like that, re- renowned in his field, and these people are interested. She gets there and she meets strange people who run the town and they uh, they all talk about like people wanting to drink this tea and everyone seems to have eye, eye trouble in this town, very weirdly. And of course, the next day, something does happen. She wakes up and she can't see what's going on, but she gets to wear these special glasses that the people who run the town gave, give her and her family. And actually, they see it and, I mean, it's quite funny because, you know, they are rose-coloured, these glasses as well, rose-tinted glasses. And anyway, stuff, weird stuff starts happening. People act strange. People act like everything's so amazing in this town. Violet is a bit of a... I think she's just a bit quirky, like many people are. You know, she has her quirks, but those quirks are, are not good enough for this town called Perfect. And she starts to see this place isn't so perfect. And one night she, she sees a boy, cool boy, literally cool boy. And uh, anyway, the adventure goes from there. And... Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a mystery, so I don't want to say too much about the plot in case you want to to read it yourself. But, I mean, I found the the plot itself was very, very nice. It was formulaic, really, where it felt very much like a mystery you'd seen before, which isn't technically a bad thing. Um, I don't think it, it really was that bad, you know, the whole setting up what's weird about this place, the whole sort of, like, the breaking the fourth wall when she suddenly realises that something's not right, and then she teams up with someone else to basically find out what's going on and dig a little deeper more mysteries ensue and they basically find out the whole corruption goes all the way to the top and that worked perfectly for me Uh, the one thing i will say though is that with the blot i did find that and i'll explain this a bit more in the pacing that it did really there's like it was really clunky in the middle like the first sort of like part was really quite good and then of course then you get into the sort of like the deeper aspects of the mystery which were all right and then they sort of throw some of the plot twists at you that good mysteries do and it did take a while to sort of get some of the mysteries sort of solved. And of course, because it's quite formulaic, I was like, I kind of already know what they are. So it, there were times when even the plot just felt a little bit, a little bit done before, a um, little bit 
I want to say Scooby-Doo-ish, you know, where, you know, if you've watched the episode of Scooby-Doo, you're probably going to figure this out in, you know, the first, like, couple of chapters and what's going on. But I guess the idea is that the unraveling of the plot and the couple of uh, smaller twists at the end, um, they, they, they keep you invested. But it wasn't, like, the most, like, wow, mind-blown of mystery plots. And so, for me, it was it was just okay. It was just okay. So, I'm going to give plot three out of five stars. <laughs> Okay, now we move on to pacing. Pacing, the building of the town. I mentioned a little bit in plot how the the pacing sort of was a bit meh, a bit so-so for me. Because basically, the, the the initial thing you have to do is set up this town, this place called Perfect. Uh, so the first, what I say is the first quarter of the book is very good. It builds the ambience, it builds what's going on, the tension, and it's actually really quite good. And when she starts teaming up with Boy, there's initially you're like thrown straight into the action, and I loved it, and it was really good. And then it just starts to bog down, and it starts to get a little bit, like, it's almost like too twisty for its own good. Too many, like, there's a lot of side twists and turns, and I'm like, they did muddy the water a little bit. It almost felt like this could have done with being less cluttered. There was a lot of different mysteries going on all at once, which slowly unravel, and they get a big reveal at the end. But the problem is, for me, then, the last quarter was so quickly, like, thrown together. So many of these, let's wrap this up, let's wrap this up, oh, let's put a conclusion in, let's have a battle at the end, and, oh, my word, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. We were going at, like, 60 miles an hour, then for some reason you went down to 20, and then suddenly we've gone up to 100 miles an hour. I'm like, whoa, what is with this pacing it was i got pulled all over the shop and that last quarter i i, I kind of lost investment to then suddenly throw all these different i guess uh, twists and turns at me i just i just wasn't wasn't really prepared for it and it kind of really jarred my reading experience of it so again so this for the pacing similar to the plot i'm giving it a three out of five stars it's okay but it could have been better okay now we go on to the next category which is characters uh, so Phyla is 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 our main protagonist uh you know she's the one that we sort of really are, are sort of being led with the story and uh, it's her journey um her and her family to be fair is quite interesting her mum this whole you know doting housewife she becomes and stuff like that i think it's quite funny the the way they played off that character but violet herself she was she was okay but oh my god there were times when uh she was so whiny it hurt and so i was i was reading reading the physical copy of the book and doing the audiobook and oh my god the <laughs> the actress uh the actress on the uh the audiobook just made it a little bit even worse because she gave violet the most whiny voice ever so when violet got whiny there was this whiny voice being really whiny and it was like oh my god will you shut up and just get on with the story but boy i liked boy actually with this whole rebel and his mystery and stuff like that boy actually i really liked um and some of the other side characters um like the the older matriarch the the older woman um the older mum not violet's mum but she's a mum to some of the other important characters but really i mean they're the only two i mean the baddies were okay i suppose um i do like a good baddie and so i didn't really get that with this as much but the baddies were okay let's just say that but really boy and violet are the main two that really sort of drive the story i would have had liked a little bit more boy boy sort of drops off in that you know when i said that back in pacing how it like got a bit slow in the middle boy sort of drops off a little bit and he's just thrown back in at the end i would have had liked to have a little bit more character development from boy but i do know this is actually this is the first book in a series so i wonder if boy's character gets more developed further on but it was okay. Again, um, I liked them. It was all right. You know, the characters were, were good, but again, not great. Again, it's just going, it's hitting that middle of the road. I'm going to give it three out of five stars. Okay, next we are looking at style. Now, the style of this, again, it's um, Violet is our main protagonist for this. And it's written in a sort of POV that sort of suits the story because with a mystery, you kind of want to have a little bit of standoffish. It's sort of third person closed. 
um, would be the way I'd describe the, the POV chosen, which works really well. And it's sort of, it's a fix to Violet because Violet is the, the narration you really want because she's so new to the town and she's sort of like a little bit quirky. She's not normal in the way that, you know, she doesn't conform to what we consider our norms and what the town considers normal. And so she's she's an outcast is basically the way I want to say it. And so she fits that role quite nicely because as she discovers the facts, we as the reader can discover the facts. So again, I, I get the, the narration was pretty good and it was really well written. That was one thing I'd say is that actually reading this, the book is actually really well written. There's really good descriptions and the, the, we're talking about in the setting, but the setting was described really well. The atmosphere and the tension was described really well. I just, like I said, sometimes I found Violet a little whiny, her narrative a little stuffy. Um, but that, again, that's a bit more of a character flaw. I just found, you know, I didn't find Violet at all likable. I honestly, I was, <laughs> I, I would love to possibly, if the second book is, or the third book is written from boy's perspective, I think I'd really enjoy it a lot more. But it was, it was all right what it is. And if it hadn't been so well written, I think that would have also been another problem. But it was really well done. You know, H- uh, Helena Duggan really has a good amount of wordsmanship in this. And I, I really appreciated that because it did make, the whole tension of the story a little bit more tangible a little bit more believable uh, whereas some of those pacing and the uh, the plot settings sort of jarred me out a little bit so this is actually i'm going to give it slightly better i'm going to give it a four out of five stars so final category we're here setting oh i loved it absolutely loved this setting the idea strange little town where weird stuff is going on and it's got a little bit of a dystopian feel but it's got sort of like a i don't know it's got sort of like a victorian dystopian feel to it um when i was reading this the first thing I, I thought about, which was amazing, and it's probably one of my favorite computer games of all time, is Bioshock Infinite with the, the city up in the clouds and everyone is sort of like just a little bit, you know, everyone plays by the straight and narrow and, you know, you have to conform or else you're going to be an outcast. And, oh, it, was, it was really good and it had lots of interesting characters. Some of them I don't think were given the same amount of time that they should have had to develop. A lot more Violet focus, a uh, lot of boy focus. Like I said, some of the characters, we've mentioned characters, so I won't go over it, but, you know, there could have been some better characterizations. But otherwise, you know, the world felt really fleshed and wonderful, and there was lots of little nuances to all the settings and styles, and it felt creepy and kooky and spooky, which you want with a good mystery. And so I think that was really well done as well. So again, this is going to be slightly higher than average for me. I'm going to give this a four out of five stars for setting. Okay, this is going to take us then to the final scores. So for A Place Called Perfect... Add them all up, crunch the numbers, and we get a final rating of 3.4 out of 5 stars. A little bit higher than um, uh, than 3 stars. It's a, it's, it's a good book. It's a good book. I really enjoyed it. It's, a, like I said, a little bit formulaic. It's a little bit predictable, shall we say, uh, on its sort of like its course, on the, the mystery and how it's actually going to be playing out. But at the same time, it's a good enough read and it's, it's well written in that respect. And so I think a lot of people are going to enjoy this. If you're a fan of sort of Scooby-Doo mysteries, which I am, uh, I love Scooby-Doo mysteries, absolutely love it. But it falls very much flatly into this sort of like junior mystery genre sort of setting with a lot of the tropes and the conventions that you're used to seeing. So I think younger readers will really enjoy this. I think older big kids such as myself, you know, we get a little bit out of it, but probably not as much as some other ones. So that's the end of our review for A Place Called Perfect. But before we go, we'd like to give you an idea of like, if you like section, yes, the if you like section to say, if you liked this, maybe you've read A Place Called Perfect and you want to read other ones, or 
if you've read these books and you want to read something else, then you might like A Place Called Perfect. It's sort of a, a way to expand your TBR because we all know, every reader knows, we need more books on our TBR. <laughs> My mind is dreadfully behind. It's only the start of January and I'm already behind. <laughs> so if you liked A Place Called Perfect or if you like this book, you will like A Place Called Perfect. The first one I'm going to talk about is Cogheart by Peter Bunzel. We were very lucky to actually interview Peter in December and actually there is an episode you can go check out an author interview with Peter about his book. It's a beautiful Victorian steampunky style mystery action adventure story. It's very much similar to A Place Called Perfect where it has, you know, a strong female character. I actually do prefer the female protagonist in Cogheart Lily. I think she's a lot, she's better written. Uh, if I'm perfectly honest, and her, her narrative is, is a lot better written. Um, again, there's more characterization with some of the other side characters. So I think that that's slightly stronger book. But I think, again, either way, if you like that one and you're looking for another one, I still think Place Called Perfect is going to be good and vice versa. Place Called Perfect, definitely check out Cogheart if you haven't. The second one I'm going to suggest that we all try and have a look at is Malamander by Thomas Taylor. Oh, look, another person who we've already read and already reviewed and had a lovely chat to and an interview which you can find on our podcast list. Go back into our episodes. It's there. It's really good. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, Malamander, it's the reason why I picked this one is because it's set in a dark and spooky, uh, dreary seaside town in the middle of winter, which has the same sort of vibes as a place called Perfect because it has that sort of weird sort of like atmospheric sort of, and it's a big mystery to it as well. Again, big mystery to it. Uh, Herbie Lemon is brilliantly written i love thomas's writing for it and actually to be fair fantastic series just in general uh if people like mystery again it has a very scooby-doo-esque vibe to it but it's really well done and i think malamanda is definitely one that if you've read malamanda and you want to try another one definitely check out place called perfect i think you'd like it vice versa malamanda everyone should read it anyway because i think it's amazing and so those are our two if you liked picks for this week well, that is all we've got time for. I hope you enjoyed today's review. We're going to try and bring you more midweek reviews every single Wednesday. You can find them out on our podcast site, uh, everywhere there's good podcasts, Spotify, iTunes. Uh, if you have any suggestions that you want us to try, please do get in touch with us on Twitter at Big Kids Book Club. Get in touch with us and let us know what you'd like us to review or if you have any ideas about other if you like this. Let's share that TBR love. Um, also, we're going to be bringing out author interviews and talk shows on Fridays, you'll find them again on our podcast site. You can also get in touch with us via that Twitter just for any old reason. Uh, if you get want to get in touch with me, just have a chat. I'm at author underscore MJ Henson on Twitter. But until next time, I'm going to have to say that is it for our show. I uh, hope you enjoyed it and we'll catch up with you soon. So until then, take care, stay safe and keep on reading. <laughs> <laughs>